U.S. President Donald Trump tones down his rhetoric against Iran, but announces new sanctions after Tehran attacked American troops. The Philippines is envoy to the Middle East, says tensions between the U.S. and Iran are unpredictable. He adds there is a need to move overseas Filipino workers out of high-risk areas. This year's Black Nazarene procession off to its fastest start as more than two million devotees take part. And the World Health Organization says the pneumonia outbreak in China may be caused by a new virus that's related to SARS and MERS. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. U.S. President Donald Trump downplays Iran's attack on American troops in Iraq. He claims no Americans were harmed and only minimal damage was sustained from that assault. And as this report tells us, Trump is attempting to defuse the crisis brought about by the killing of top Iranian commander on his orders. In a national address flanked by the vice president and the heads of the state and defense departments, U.S. President Donald Trump on Wednesday said no Americans were harmed after a barrage of Iranian missiles hit air bases used by U.S. forces in Iraq. We suffered no casualties. All of our soldiers are safe and only minimal damage was sustained at our military bases. And he suggested that the beating war drums may be falling quiet. Iran appears to be standing down, which is a good thing for all parties concerned and a very good thing for the world. Tehran said it launched 15 ballistic missiles at bases in Iraq housing American troops in retaliation for a U.S. drone strike that killed a top Iranian commander. Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei said the attacks were a, quote, slap in the face for the United States and said U.S. troops should leave the region. Tehran's foreign minister said Iran took, quote, proportionate measures in self-defense and did not seek escalation. And Trump on Wednesday signaled a desire to de-escalate the crisis with Iran. The fact that we have this great military and equipment, however, does not mean we have to use it. We do not want to use it. American strength, both military and economic, is the best deterrent. The death of Major General Qasem Soleimani sparked a massive outpouring of grief in the streets of Tehran. The White House said Trump ordered his killing in order to avert an imminent Iranian attack. The administration has not yet produced evidence backing up that claim, but blamed Soleimani for the deaths of hundreds of American soldiers over decades. American and European sources familiar with intelligence assessments told Reuters that Iran's missiles appear to have been aimed to avoid hitting U.S. personnel. The threat of a military escalation emerged as one of the greatest tests of the Trump administration, prompting fears of a new American war in the Middle East. But for now, that crisis appears to have been averted. Trump on Wednesday also announced new sanctions and pledged to keep Iran from building a nuclear weapon, suggesting the two countries could reach a new and improved nuclear deal to replace the old one Trump abandoned. And we must all work together toward making a deal with Iran that makes the world a safer and more peaceful place. Trump ended by saying the United States was ready to embrace peace with all who seek it. Amid what appears to be an easing of tensions in the Middle East, a Philippine official says they are preparing for the worst while hoping for the best. According to Manila's special envoy to the Middle East, Secretary Roy Simato, the Philippine embassy in Iraq is complying with a level four alert and the mandatory repatriation of Filipinos in Iraq. 1,600 Filipinos there have so far registered for repatriation and an update on the first batch is due to come out later today. It's uh, unpredictable and uh, it, uh, sometimes there are some uh, instances of uh, 
a very surprise uh, missile attack uh, and uh, they have the option they have the option to be to press the trigger our uh, uh, con contingency contingency plan for their departure out of Baghdad in case that is open however if it is closed then they go to some alternate uh, air uh, airport and that is uh, the airport in Erbil. In the event that uh, the airport is closed also uh, because of the airspace is considered not safe, then they will resort to a land uh, movement out of Baghdad, probably to Amman, Jordan. Simato adds plans are also in place to extricate Filipinos in nearby areas that may potentially be at risk. Logistics spaces will also be put up in both Qatar and Dubai to receive Filipinos from affected areas and assist them in getting on flights back to Manila. Ang repatriation kasi sa Lebanon ngayon is because of, the, of, uh, of some uh, labor, uh, labor issues and uh, not military issues, uh, that tension issues. But uh, in the event that they will be part, uh, they will be included in this uh, conflict, then ito na, mas lalo na dapat mapabilis yung departure nila. The worst case scenarios that we, are, we have included in the plan is the possibility of targeting the U.S. bases uh, outside of Iraq. These bases are located in uh, Kuwait, in Bahrain, and in Qatar. A former Philippine labor official, however, says a massive repatriation of Filipinos in Iraq might not be necessary after the U.S. pulled back or pulled back from the brink of war with Iran. According to former Labor Undersecretary Susan Ople, Philippine officials in Iraq should be given time to monitor the situation and decide whether or not a massive repatriation is called for. Ople, who now leads the nonprofit overseas Filipino workers advocate group Blas Ople Policy Center, urges the Philippine government to assess the situation again. I think um, the alert level for in Iraq, uh, I think it, it can be maintained uh, subject to constant evaluation. Um, but uh, I don't think we need to send uh, naval or military um, planes to pick them up. First, it's really not efficient because we do have uh, the, the airport is still functioning. There are regular flights. Um, the space will not be enough. Uh, so in, in practical terms, maybe that's something that they should rethink. Second, um, if it's deemed as a military operation, then maybe uh, this can also cause some, um, well, this can also put our embassy there in a, in a dilemma of sorts. Um, I would defer to uh, the Charge de Affairs, which is now in Baghdad, on how to... Um, how to explain this to the host government. 
Manila Archbishop Luis Antonio Cardinal Tagle calling for peace amid the mounting tensions in the Middle East. In his homily, as he opened the Feast of the Black Nazarene, Tagle urged Filipino Catholics to pray for the safety of their fellow men who may be affected by the escalating conflict between the U.S. and Iran. Ipanalangin po natin na maging ligtas ang ating mga kapwa sa Middle East. Humupa ang mga pagnanais na sirain ang kapwa. Humupa ang mga hangari na maghiganti. At ipanalangin natin ang ating mga kapwa Pilipino. This year's Black Nazarene procession or traslacion in Manila is moving faster than the previous years. The revered image was moved from the Quirino Grandstand at 4.15 this morning to Rojas Boulevard in less than 30 minutes. As of 10 this morning, the procession already passed several areas, including Quezon Boulevard and Arlegui Street. Some 2.3 million Catholics are joining the procession, while 100,000 more are waiting at the Campo Church. The Philippine National Police hailing the orderly and peaceful conduct of the procession so far. Some officials say the image of the Black Nazarene could reach Capo Church by 9 this evening. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte signs into law a measure that increases the wages of government workers, particularly teachers. The Salary Standardization Law of 2019 raises the minimum basic salary for government employees from a little over 11,000 pesos to 13,000 pesos. The first tranche of the new salary schedule will be implemented beginning this month. More than a million civil servants, including public school teachers and nurses, are expected to benefit from the new law. The World Health Organization says the mysterious ser series of pneumonia cases in central China may be due to a newly emerging virus, one that's related to the family of viruses that cause a deadly severe acute respiratory syndrome, or SARS, and the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, or MERS. But the United Nations Health Agency says it needs more information to confirm precisely the type of pathogen causing the infections. The pneumonia outbreak saw a cluster of more than 50 cases. It started in the central Chinese city of Wuhan last month. Britain's Prince Harry and his wife Meghan Markle announced they're stepping back from their roles as senior members of the royal family. In a statement, the couple say they plan to work toward becoming financially independent while continuing to support the Queen. The news comes after the couple spent their extended Christmas holiday in Canada with their son Archie and Meghan's mother Doria. Buckingham Palace responded in a statement saying the couple's decision involves complicated issues that will take time to work through. Social media buzz over the royal resignation of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Many are in disbelief over the unprecedented decision. Some are calling it the Megxit. For actress Bette Midler, it's a sad story. She even compares the couple's strained relationship with the tabloid media with the experience of Harry's mother, the late Princess Diana. Journalist Heidi Moore, meanwhile, thinks leaving can help Meghan Markle to finally thrive. Others, like author Cheryl Strait, are welcoming the news. They applaud the royal couple for setting boundaries to determine their own path in life.
Police office results from the recent Metro Manila Film Festival show ticket sales are down 4.5% from the previous year. The festival and its eight participating entries made a total of 955 million pesos. That's much lower than the 1.06 billion pesos to in total earnings from the 2018 MMFF edition. Festival chairman Danilo Lim links the dismal performance to the quakes in Mindanao and the Christmas typhoon Ursula. Despite lower sales, the first ever summer edition of the festival will go on as planned. It opens Black Saturday, April 11th. Still in the local scene, radio host Robert Sucaldito apologizes to actress Nadine Lustre after getting backlash for his comment on the actress's mental health. On DZMM, Sucaldito apologized both, both to Lustre and the radio network for, quote, putting them in discomfort. The hashtag suicide is not a joke, Robert, made the rounds on social media after Sucaldito remarked about self-harm during his late-night radio program on Monday. In a Facebook post, he also criticized Lustre for accusing columnist Ricky Law of misreporting her supposed breakup with James Reed. ABS-CBN News had Jing Reyes already issued a statement assuring the public that the network's journalists are accountable for their on-air statements. The upcoming Oscars is set to go hostless once again. Last year's ceremony was the first time in 30 years that the Film Academy did not hire an MC, a decision that saw better reviews and better TV viewership. Organizers now say they plan on repeating the 2019 format to repeat their successes. Oscar nominations will be out on Monday, while the winners will be awarded on February 9th. And that's today's online edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. Don't forget to like and share this video and leave your comments below.